Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Dude, you can you can logic with a with a burglar, you can't logic with a spider. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the creatively titled podcast brought to you by us over at A to Z Horror.com and by the Phantom Podcast Network. Take a minute and head on down to downrightcreepy.com slash phantom. Check out all the other awesome shows the network has to offer. For example, you should check out the original fiction podcast, Death, Dying, and Other Things, in which Justin Buskey writes and reads uh, horror short stories. This month, uh, he tells one story that ends in a grave and one story that starts in a grave. So they're linked in that way, and it's a really fucking cool podcast. Go how listen does he to that. write so much? I don't understand how he's capable of doing this. And they're all great. Uh, it's, well, mm, think you about, think there'd be some clunkers in there. Think there about aren't. how much time you spend wasting doing literally nothing. He probably spends that time writing. Hmm. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. Mold that one around. <laughs> For now, though, you're here with us. I'm Jack, and sitting to my right is Jake. And I just want you to leave me alone, Jack. God damn it, Jake. And sitting next to Jake is someone else who just wants uh, her to leave him alone. <laughs> it's Mark. Meow. You really, you took my Yo, we're like 80 episodes in, and this is the first time this has ever happened. <laughs> I, we need to uh, celebratorily Jesus. cheers that. That's awesome. Huzzah. <laughs> I also like that it oh. distracted from the fact that I just meowed into the mic. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was going to touch on that, but I, I think we're just going to blow right past it. I appreciate For it. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week, we watched 2004's The Grudge, which was ostensibly a follow-up to when we watched Juon. Yes. But some things got a little bit shifted, and now we watched Juon like a month ago, I think. But uh, oh, it's still a follow-up to Juon. It's still later in time. Uh, and we will be diving into that here in a little bit. And when we do, we're going to spoil the shit out of it, so fair warning on that. But first, we've got to do the getting drunk part. So on that score, I'll let's do beers for fears. Jake? Yes, sir. What are your beers for these fears? Uh, I'm continuing down the line of the treehouse I mentioned in one of our recent episodes. I went out there, uh, got a bunch of their beer. The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror. Uh, yeah, sure, it. yeah, yeah. Uh, really good brewery in Massachusetts called Treehouse. Uh, this one's topical more to my life right now than it is this movie, but you got to do what you got to do. Uh, this is a double IPA of theirs called Hurricane. And we pretty oh, yeah. much just had a hurricane up here in the northeast, big nor'easter, bunch of flooding, bunch of uh, March weather, bunch of was it a bomb cycle? It was a bombo genesis, buddy. Oh, is that what it was? It's a good Jesus beer. Jesus Christ, those names. All right, and just no, no, gonna not even gonna try to tie it to the movie. No, we had a hurricane. Okay, kind of sure. I'm Mark, drinking like treehouse. It's gonna happen. <laughs> God, me now? Is it my turn? I said Mark, but sure. Yeah, Mark, but Jake was walking all over you. I wasn't sure if you were going to double back and say <laughs> it Typical. Again. Uh, so the, if you recall, when we did Juon, I, I drank Orion, which was a Japanese beer brewed in Japan. Uh, this week, I, I have a feeling this might be coming back when, in Jack's election, maybe? I don't know. Uh, I'm drinking Kirin. Uh, nice. Ja- Japanese Ichiba. beer that happens to be brewed in Los Angeles, California, which is just around the corner from Hollywood, I California. believe that's, that's what I drank when we watched uh, Juon. That's correct. <laughs> Good Anyways, work. my point here, <laughs> Japanese beer, American brewery, like, well, America, I said that wrong. <laughs> Japanese brewery, American beer. The exact opposite of what you said. Yep. Jesus Christ. Well, well done, Mark. That Thank actually you. fits much better than it did for Juon when I drank it then. Yep. It sure does. Um, I myself am drinking a Hop Pursuit IPA by the Full Sail Brewery out in Bend, Oregon. Um, 
Or Hood River? Full sale? Uh, in any case. It's Hood River, yeah. Uh, Hood River, yeah. Great. This is what I... we focus on, yep. Good use <laughs> this of airtime. This is a movie about a spirit that once it latches onto you, pursues you until you're dead. It it pursues you. Hotly, Wait, did you watch it follow? pursuit. Instead of The Grudge? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> was that not what I was supposed to watch? <laughs> yeah. We've already done that one, buddy. Mark, this angry spirit follows you. It pursues you. True. It comes after you. But gets also, you in hospitals. But also, sometimes you just go to it for some reason. Also that. Yeah. It doesn't... I mean, it's not the opposite of... I've lost my train of thought. Move it along, I'm boys. drinking Hot Pursuit IPA. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wow. Now, ordinarily on the podcast, this is where we'd talk about what else has been rocking our collective horror worlds over the course of the last week, but it's kind of close to the first of the month, which means we're going to kick it to an HRR, and this is kind of an interesting one, because, uh, what, the Oscars are coming out a day from now as we record this, a day before today as you're listening to this, um, and that's pretty, Get Out is, like, nominated for some Oscars. That's yeah. neat. So so we're going to do some, some quick trivia. Okay. Actually, I, I literally oh. only have one trivia question. Oh, good. Is, it, is this Get Out related trivia? It, in this, it's Oscars related trivia. Okay, okay. so get I don't out. know anything about the Academy, Mark. This year we have two potential movies that that could be considered horror that have been nominated for Best Picture. One of them being Shape of Water. One of them being Get Out. Prior uh-huh. to this, there have been five horror movies that have been nominated for Best Picture. Can you guys name any of them? Silence of the Lambs. Yes, that yes. one. That's the classic one. Mm-hmm. Um. That's the only one I could name, so. Godspeed, Jack. Think about it. Seven? Seven was not nominated. Weird snubbed? Snubbed. Yeah. Snevin was, snub. was snubbed. Uh, Jake, what's one else. of your like favorite 1970s horror movies? You talking to me? I, well, frankly, either of you, but Jake has a particular connection with this one. What's your That's mom's favorite horror Massacre. movie? Oh, Jaws. Jaws. Jaws was Duh, nominated. That makes That's sense. Right. Yeah. Uh, we also have The Exorcist. We also have Black Swan, uh, kind of horror-ish, ballerina-y. I no. Don't know. That was nominated for Best Picture? Yeah, it was. Didn't win. <clears throat> uh, that movie stunk. And here's the other one you guys probably should have guessed was Sixth Sense. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah. yeah uh, if we got a weird energy going on this episode. I'm not, I'm not fully in the groove yet. I think were I fully in the groove, I would have nailed it. That's fine. So the only one that's won so far, horror-wise, is uh, Silence of the Lambs. And we could probably quibble yep. about whether or not that's a horror movie, but um, mm, it's totally a horror movie. I think it is. Eh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Don't even. Anyways, here's here's what we're gonna do. As as Jack so eloquently alluded to, the Oscars are happening tomorrow night. But by the time you hear this, it will be yesterday night. Yes, so, we did this. So we're gonna do we're gonna do two different things. Guys, react to get wait, wait. out just winning Best Picture. <laughs> hey. It's awesome that best get out one best picture fucking horror movie wins again. Pretty yeah, surprised. what totally deserved that it. was. That movie is actually great. It's legit great. It deserves to win. Deserved mm-hmm. to notably win wasn't even tense. among our best pictures of the year last year. Wasn't <laughs> well, yeah, it, was my, it was in my list. Well, I it wasn't. It didn't win. <laughs> didn't win. Uh, okay, now. React to Get Out getting jobbed in, like, three billboards or some other bullshit winning. It's fucking horseshit. The boring monstrosity that was three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri is going to win? Jeez. Or, like, Phantom Thread or some other bullshit? Fuck. I really hope three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri doesn't win. The movie was boring. Okay. Third option. Get Out doesn't win, but Shape of Water does win. Don't okay, think we're going to have to use that take, but... 
I'd be less surprised at that. Really? Slash, I'm not that surprised that that just happened. Good work. <laughs> thanks for, yeah, thanks there you for go, staying into Time it. is hard, man. <laughs> it's a flat circle, I yeah. hear. <laughs> okay, that being said, All let's right. get into HRR proper. Let's do this thing. Awesome. Mark, then start us off. What? So, HRR, I'll start us off by talking about what it is first. Thanks. HRR, the Horror Release Roundup, is a monthly segment where we're going to kick you all the movies coming out over the course of the next month uh, that are horror that we could find. We are definitely going to miss some, so it's, oh, yeah. it's the best best we could do. Um, and if you go over to a horror.com you can check out the full list, and we'll throw you a quip for all of them. But here on the podcast, we're going to talk top one, bottom one, and a dark horse pick. Mark, start on a low note. What are you least excited for in March of 2018? Midnighters. Sam, what is Midnighters? <laughs> yeah, Midnighters is. It looks like a tense psychological drama about like one of the most tired tropes in horror, which is you're absentmindedly driving down a dark road, and then there's like it's... some jabroni walking up the middle of it, and you're okay. looking at your phone or your girlfriend, so you clobber them, and the immediate reaction is, well, better hide the body and cover up all evidence. I, I assume there was something like they were drinking at that New Year's Eve party they were just at, or whatever. Still. <laughs> that's, that's not an excuse to get to go full hide the body. Well, especially because later on in the trailer, he says, there's nothing we could do. There's nothing we could do. If that's true, then definitely call the police because you didn't murder that man. <laughs> or at least like figure out which of you is more sober and then just lie and tell the police that that person was driving. Yeah. Easy. I, uh, yeah, no, this, I mean, psychological dramas aren't really my, my thing. And this looks, I don't know, this is going to be slow and tropey and... Uh, frankly, it didn't look very well acted. Sorry to throw some shade at that one, but I don't know. It just seems wildly uninter- uninteresting. It looks very generic. I, I can't disagree with your pick as that of the bottom one. I have a different pick myself. Um, I picked Flay as my bottom one this month, which mm-hmm. is just Great too choice. fucking generic to even really describe. It is a horror movie. That's that's really it. Some shit happens. Well, They're haunted by a spirit. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to jump in here because it was mine as well. Jack, uh, look, this is a Slender Man-like movie. I'm kind of doing air quotes right now. I This is weird on a couple levels. I have never seen it. I, I cannot recall seeing a trailer where the action is cut by dinner table discussion. <laughs> what is that doing and, for the tension you are trying to build in your trailer? Answer, it's murdering and, it. It and sucks. by the way, raw. Oh, you think they're trying to hide the body of the tension that they murdered? Potentially, Mark. Potentially. <laughs> That's a callback. I Jesus. The CG blood is terrible, preposterous And looking. smoke. Lots All of blood, of lots of smoke. All of it looks bad. And I think the biggest part is, if you're going to do the Slender Man thing, I just... That concept doesn't necessarily travel well. Like, Marble Hornets is, and will always be, something that is interesting to look at because it is an example of something knowing the medium that it is being produced for. Exactly. They used a really correctly. unique medium and used it well, yeah. Whereas this is like, okay, we're going to take that concept and we're going to translate it to the big screen. How do you do that? Not always elegantly. Well, also, they're doing so much in this. They they show the, what, Native American, I, I guess, ostensibly understand. soldier, like a caricature of a Native American soldier getting <laughs> tortured and killed. Did they just spoil this whole movie right there in the trailer? Potentially, I, I wouldn't be surprised. That's what trailers do now. Yeah. <clears throat> and the I, acting I looks just bad. <laughs> regarding the nature of the Slender Man thing. Is this a is this Slender Man? Are they calling this a Slender Man movie? I mean, look at the in the description they refer to it as a quote Slender Man like movie, so which who, I don't know what the fuck yeah, that means. Who owns the Slender Man? Co- like, 
can can you infringe on Slenderman copyright? Does anyone own that? Why not just no, say it's Slenderman? No, no. It's just out there. I don't know. <laughs> well, because it clearly isn't. It's this Native American spirit. Well, but look at the, I mean, all you have to do is, like, look at the thumbnail from the trailer. That's Slenderman. That's just what sure. it is. <laughs> I, and also, <laughs> isn't there an entirely separate Slenderman project that's coming out in, like, June or July? I or believe like so. I, I hold Yes, but that looks like a decent movie. Hope for that one. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's my bottom one. No, Jake's bottom you. one, too. No, thank you, Floyd. It's bad. It's a good choice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's go, Mark. What are you most middle excited for? What's your dark horse pick? I guess that's not really what the category is, but uh... yeah, that's that's no, just no. <laughs> what are you most middle? What could excited surprise for? you? I was really hoping I was actually going to go last on this because I just I I have you a can bunch go last. that kick I kind of wanted kick to talk down the about, road. and I feel like yeah, you guys are going to talk about a bunch of the other ones. So okay, Jake, what are you? Uh, what could surprise you? What's your dark horse pick? I'm going with the one that did surprise me when I watched the trailer, and that's Bird Boy: The Forgotten Children. Oh, well, I'm going to, yeah, that's my top one for this month. Wow, okay. Well, way to jump in there. Do you even want me to say anything about it, or do you just want to go? No, let's fucking talk about it. Well, I mean, the thing with this is it's really interesting looking. It's terrifying, frankly, to look at. And is this a children's movie, or is this like a targeted for adults, but it's animated? I don't know. I don't I'm guessing it's for like gothic teenagers. Oh, I think great. yeah, I think it's in the the like Miyazaki but horror Miyazaki. So like yes, kind of kids but kind of not kids. Honestly though, it doesn't really matter because most children's shit is scarier than anything that's made for adults. <laughs> like, that's true. You could start rattling like Rumpelstiltskin is one of the scariest things I have ever seen, read, heard, well, whatever format. It's Pee-wee's unbelievable. Great Adventure. Yeah, that too. Horrifying. That episode of Courage the Cowardly Dog with Fred. Look, I don't know how... No, literally any episode of Courage the Cowardly Dog. (laughs) The reason this is a dark horse for me is because I don't know how this is going to hold up for me personally uh, in terms of watching it as a full-length movie, but it was really interesting to watch as a trailer, and it piqued my interest. Totally. One thing Uh, to note about uh, that, as I understand it, this is one of many of a series of cartoons... In the Bird Boy universe, okay. I think it's all. I think it's oh, like interesting. sort of a Courage the Cowardly Dog level media enterprise, and they just have a bunch of movies and shows that are like surrounding it. Well, so the initiated will be kind of like yelling at their into their headphones when they're listening. <laughs> well, to this. that's I don't know shit about course. Bird Boy, so yeah. Me neither. Um, I will say that, like, when I was trying to pin down the tone that I got from this trailer and what kind of cartoon this is, I did. I thought of Miyazaki. I thought of Courage the Cowardly Dog and a little Samurai Jack sprinkled in for good mix, like in the tone of the trailer and kind of the art style. And I adore all three of those things. So it, I am fucking in for this movie. It <laughs> looks like a classy Kasupo, like mid '90s to late '90s Nickelodeon show. Yeah, yeah. It, it I'm great. really digging the art style. <laughs> but with some Miyazaki in there too. Anyway, sure. I'm super fucking excited. I didn't pick this for my dark horse. I picked a little movie called The Endless, um, for which I am very excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is by the guys who did Spring not too long ago, a movie that we all liked quite a little bit. So frankly, I'm not even don't care all that much what's in the trailer. They have enough goodwill from Spring that I'm just going to see this and I'm going to be excited about it. So I, yeah. I, and if this is as good as spring, it's going to fucking blow me away. Yeah. So do you I'm, see, do you see what just happened there? Jake, you picked, what's that? Yeah, Jake we, picked Jack's top one as his, as his number one. And Jack picked Jake's top one as his number or dark horse, whatever. Mark, you're revealing that we have these written down somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for giving it away too. So I guess I'll jump in now. Uh, my number one <laughs> for this month is the endless. Look, I picked this on 
the omnibus as my most anticipated movie of the year. So I've got to stay consistent with that. Justin Benson and Eric Scott Moorhead, everything they've made to date, I have adored. Uh, like Jack said, Spring is great. I liked Resolution that came before that. And I'm expecting that this is going to be awesome as well. This is the first time that they've starred in their own film, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I think it could be a little more opaque, and that's saying something. This is basically just about two brothers that in the past were part of a cult, and for some reason they're they're kind of backtracking and and. and needing to uncover something which kind of pulls them back towards said cult. So just going to go in blind as blind as I possibly can at this point, And hopefully it uh, does not disappoint. Nice. I like that. I don't think I'm going right, to be able to get past thinking that uh, Jason's going to like jump out of the shadows at any given point. Because it's a camp lake thing. Yeah. Camp well. Arcadia or something like that. <laughs> yeah. He won't. He might. He might. Uh, that'd be, that'd be the ultimate twist. The twist <laughs> of all twists. <laughs> all right mark what is your dark horse now you've built it up so much i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm still gonna talk about two i think ultimately my dark horse is gonna be terrifier uh yeah I, which one's that one i don't it's remember the clown one. Oh shit that clown looks so scary <laughs> this is gonna be like a wonderful schlocky gore fest where yes. the acting's not great but you're not watching it for the acting it's just straight up gore and amazing yeah, uh, and also like though this one does seem to be jumping on the bandwagon of like the scary killer clown thing that has it seems to be riding a wave right now, it also seems to have something to offer in and of itself, not just another hop on. True. That I mean, that guy looks creepy. It's got a great kind of visual design of the villain, but also like as as far as answering your point, I feel like it's far enough removed from the wave of popularity that it's just it's just kind of doing its own thing. Like, when, yeah. what was no, the totally. last clown movie that came out? I mean, there was one, like, three months ago. Yeah, that's that's long enough. Maybe it's just that we watch <laughs> way too many fucking trailers for this thing. <laughs> I think that's... that's <laughs> it seems accurate. like an eternity. Yeah. Uh, the other one I wanted to point, just give uh, quick points to, was Ravenous. If you're into zombie movies, this dropped on Netflix today, or by the time you hear this, two days ago, three days ago, I can hear that. Yeah. Uh, and this actually looks really good. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty solid... Well, I, I'm hearing good things about it. It looks like it's just a pretty solid kind of bleak zombie movie that's set in Quebec, I think, or somewhere yeah, in Canada. Yeah, set, set in upstate Quebec. Um, upstate? Les is its... Uh, <laughs> that's what Up it says, province. man. Up Home province. of the Quebecois. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is, uh, it's in French, so it'll be subtitled or hopefully not dubbed. But this trailer stood out to be, one, because it was, looks like a pretty good zombie movie, and that's noteworthy. Two, this is well into the zombie apocalypse, and all the lawns the zombies are trundling over are fucking perfectly manicured, beautiful lawns. Like, that's one where their lack of budget and ability to do things is, like, like it's hard enough to maintain a lawn putting full effort into it. Mine just totally died. I don't summer. know, man. These zombies are making art. They might want to keep their lawns up to snuff, too. <laughs> they're just shambling around, watering the lawns. Yeah, yeah, they're pushing those mechanical lawnmowers around. Yeah. They're spraying, uh, spraying weed killer, that type of stuff. <laughs> this is actually so a was, sequel uh, to The Happening. It's like the plants have harnessed the ability <laughs> of humans to work for them. It's time to science it up, douchebag. Mm -hmm. That's smart. We really need to watch that movie, man. That's yeah, going to no, be at the top of my list next Do we have a draft have. coming up? Yes. Unfortunately. Awesome. We'll find a way to exclude it. <laughs> well, The Happening is going to be in there. Nope. We're going to find a way. <laughs> it feels like it's about time to go to the feature presentation. No, it feels no, like it's, it's about, about time to We have top ones. <laughs> I already did mine, so I fuck it. Well, you okay, already did his too. God. So I guess I that leaves Bird me, Boy. right? It's my top one. 
Just a quick recap. You got your guys's were uh, Bird Boy and The Endless. I'm gonna I'm gonna top Thoroughbreds out there. I'm gonna throw Thoroughbreds out there. The return of Anton Yelchin. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, is this like a deep fake thing? Like what? How he's been dead for two years. Weekend of Bernie's man. <laughs> just pulled him out. <laughs> it's a wow. weekend of Bernie's situation. They just pulled Jesus. him right out. I mean, I guess this mu- this must be a relatively no old for real though. R.I.P. Man. Figure it out. Poor I do yeah. actually legitimately wonder if they're gonna have to use some of that weird deep fakey technology to get to finish out his screen time who knows i mean they must right i don't know or just cut around it like yeah or just have the back of his head in a lot of shots that type of thing rewrite (laughs) yeah in any case for the for those of you who haven't seen it it's um anya taylor joy it's anton yelchin a few other notable people uh and frankly i'm picking it for the cast uh i'm a i'm i was well still am a huge super fan of of anton yelchin i'll basically watch anything he does Uh Uh, so this is a very nice treat to have like one last shot at it but it's basically two teenage girlfriends who are conspiring to murder their parents or something like that (laughs) that's what the vibe i got yeah i like that anna taylor joy's really got like a horror movie thing going on i mean oh yeah she's probably gonna break out of that eventually but I hope I she doesn't. I hope she just stays. I mean, maybe she does. She goes like the Jamie Lee Curtis path, where she stars in a bunch of horror movies, but then she's also just a great actress. <laughs> yeah, can she yeah. be both? And then she's yes. in commercials for yogurt that helps you poop. I, I mean, you know, she could probably avoid doing that one if she wanted yeah. to. <laughs> now it's time for the feature presentation. No, no, wait, Jake. Before we do that, I'm going to be the hero this this podcast deserves. God damn it. God Strangers, Pray at Night, big movie that's also coming out, prequel or sequel or something to Strangers. It, whatever. It's a good movie. It's going to be yeah, at of all least the, like slasher movies that definitely didn't need a sequel and doesn't make sense for it to have a sequel, at least the concept of The Strangers like lends itself to another movie in the franchise pretty well. It's got scary masks. It's got yeah. uh, Tommy James and the Shondells. So what else <laughs> do you want? Does not have Dennis Reynolds. Yeah. 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 That's a problem. I want Dennis Reynolds. <laughs> Glenn Howerton really missed this train. That's okay. Yeah. Not really. Sure they just shot okay. him with a shotgun immediately. <laughs> well, if this is a prequel, one. then it would work, wouldn't it? Oh, I don't think shit. it is a prequel. I thought it was for What some if reason. it's a prequel? Dark Horse. <laughs> okay. Boom. Nailed it. Let's go to the fucking feature presentation. There Dark we go. Horse. Over at AdizyHorror.com this week, we watched 2004's The Grudge. Mark, which was a you pick? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, okay. Frankly, I, I, there was a little bit of browning out happening. You'll remember I had the hiccups at this point. Jake <laughs> picked shit, you were so drunk. <laughs> Jake picked uh, Juwan. I think it was just a knee-jerk reaction to pick The Grudge. But uh, frankly, I'm pretty happy about it. I, I mean, I'm glad we watched it. I hadn't seen this one in a while. When's the last time you saw this fucking thing? Ooh. Yeah, right? Eight or nine years ago? Yep. Yeah, it's been at least ten for me. It's been a long yep. time. I basically, like, I saw it. it. I did not see it when it first came out, but I saw it. I don't know. This is a trip to the movie store, Hollywood video, if you're a Boise person. <laughs> Grab it. Watch it. I haven't seen it again. This is the second time for me. I distinctly yeah. remember the first time I saw it. I saw it in uh, theaters on, like, one of those big group date things. Of and course I did. came home. <laughs> a big things. group date. Classic group date. Yeah, you know, when you're like an awkward, when did this come out? Like 2004 or something like that. So we're literally just I've said, said that. it three times now. I, well, I don't listen to you. We're in like, we're in like junior high or so. You know, you're an awkward freshman. You, we are you go squarely out with like in 10 high of school. your friends and you have a crush on one of them. And yeah, 
You don't sit anywhere near her. You're like six seats away. But Bro, whatever. you were Who doing you have a crush on, Mark? There. First and last name. <laughs> I, can't, I honestly can't even remember who this one was. Also, uh, we were squarely in high school. This came out when we were in 10th grade. I don't know about that. Maybe. Ninth or 10th. Time is an illusion. Night. We've already discussed this earlier. Wow. Uh, anyways, I remember I got home. It was like a late showing that we went to. So I got home. My parents were already asleep. Rebel. The lights were off. And um, as I was walking from the bathroom after like I brushed my teeth and got ready for bed, I was walking back to my room and I stepped on a floorboard and it made the uh, the death rattle sound. The <laughs> sound and I freaked out and Stop ran trying. and closed my door. That's all I have. Yeah, we're going to have to put a moratorium on grudge sounds like yeah, right now. It's over. No more. Don't. No, you're done. Stop it. Okay. Yeah, this scared the shit out of me when I saw it the so first time. So scary. Oh, I have a story to tell. I just found out about this. So noted, uh, not horror aficionado. What's the opposite of horror aficionado? Uh, noob. Horror, noob. horror adverse. Yeah, that person. Horrophobic. Um, <laughs> that my, seems redundant. My, <laughs> my significant other does not like horror movies. She is frightened by them. She was like, well, oh, yeah, I went to the grudge in theaters. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I have like visceral memories of this movie scaring me, my me pants off, scaring me <laughs> pants off, guys. Good work. I don't know. So what Good was work. what was her take then? Uh, she, I, I didn't really get her take, which is a weird thing. Uh, she said that it was something that they tried <laughs> to do to you. be brave. You're a terrible interviewer. I am. That's why you guys do that. Uh, I she, assume you were interrogating her at the time. There was just one light swinging above her. She was chained to a steel desk. Uh, no. <laughs> Could have been, though. I, I, like the, I, I like don't care to picture. comment on what the situation was like. Now, she said that they went trying to be brave, you know? It's a situation where it was like, ooh, we heard this movie's scary. We're teenage girls. We're going to try to go be brave. She did say that it was scary, but I didn't get a whole, like, oh, I didn't sleep for three weeks and had to, like, look under my covers every ten minutes type deal. Uh, but I was surprised. Okay. So, All right. future future instances of that conversation, just, you know, ask for a little bit more detail. Like, what happened? What'd you think? That type Probing of thing. questions. Just, yeah, exactly. Five W's and an H, right? Or four W's and an H of journalism? Jake? Who's and what's, where's, and when's, when's how's, and why's. How's, why's. Yep. See? You Fuck learned me, right? On this goddamn podcast. All right. We're going to start talking about this movie in earnest in just a little bit, but Mark... You pick this fucking thing. You know what that means. You're gonna have to give us a 30 second plot synopsis. 30 I'm not seconds. ready for this. Oh, you're gonna fucking oh, give me so bad clock, and it's gonna start when you start. And I'm excited. What if I just never start? We've never, we've never. I've started the oh. clock. It started. Yeah, you're uh, three seconds. There, it's 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 Juwan, but they randomly replace um, the the main chick with Sarah Michelle Gellar for some reason. Kayako's back. She's still murdered. She, I mean, it's it's just a remake. It's just a remake of Juwan. That's all it is. Toshio's there. He meows. Uh, people get murdered. Bill Pullman's there in a in a role that has like two lines for some reason. And then, um, yeah, they burn the house down. Jesus but then the house doesn't burn down. Time! Mark, you can't summarize the plot of this movie by pointing to a different movie. (laughs) I told you I wasn't prepared. I totally forgot I picked this one. (laughs) (laughs) I felt like I didn't bring a job. No, you just stole Juwan plot. Here's what I have to but say. But I mentioned that I mentioned the actors that were in this movie. You you I mentioned that they burned the house down, but that it didn't actually burn down. Yeah. So the uh, doing pretty good. The important note there was that you hit the the Bill Pullman thing. Um, glad he was in it, but he didn't have a speech. Uh, 
<laughs> that that was disappointing, frankly. I had forgotten that he existed in this movie as an actor. Yes. Wow, I'm as glad you added that part because that would have been so no, 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 no. You harsh. can't. Mark, legends never die. Tonight we celebrate <laughs> our Independence Day. He should have done that before he flipped himself off that railing. <laughs> he just turns around. Hey, honey, we're going to live on. We're going to survive. Uh, tonight we celebrate our Independence Day. Peace. And then he just hell of a way to go out backwards. <laughs> Would have made it a better movie. I am not arguing that point. Would have made, made it a more confusing. Would have made it canon. Would have made it canon. Hey, hey, Mark. Yes, Mark. Yes. What subgenre of horror does this fit the fuck into? Um, ooh, I got one for it. Ghosts. We go to them, but then they come to us. That's asinine. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus. So what he meant to say it was is, was ghost slash haunted house, which is our overarching category. Yep. Yes. This that is a J horror movie. Mm. I mean, yes. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's the Americanized version. Same director, though, as the original. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I'm yeah. confused as to why this movie exists. Frankly, I think they just Are straight you? up wanted to make Juwan in English. Money yes. is why it exists. Quite literally. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Fine. What? That's not a confusing. <laughs> it's not concept. that complicated. <laughs> I, is it British money? You know, we've that's confusing. Follow the money, Mark. Oh my God, this is asinine. <laughs> How many hay pennies did this cost? Jesus Christ, Jake. Any other subgenres before? Oh boy, I don't know, man. No, not really. Although, yeah, no, I don't know of any either. But that is an interesting point that this is the only Americanized remake where they got the original director yeah. to do it that I'm aware of. It's also That's the cool only of, of like the main Japanese ones that still takes place in Japan instead of his set in America. Which <laughs> I we'll had talk a note on that, actually. Yeah, we'll talk about this... that more later, but the other ones yeah, have okay. brought, they've come like Ringu to the ring, they come to America. Still was kind of blue, though. They go to Seattle. <laughs> yeah, was still kind of blue. Well, so we're going to jump in there. Let's jump right in there. It's such a strange choice to have it still set in Japan, like Juon, but like replace just a couple of the actors with white actors. And I get it. It's coming out in America. You got to have white actors or it won't sell, is or so the theory goes. But it's still, it's bizarre. Yeah, I want to know two things. One, how late into filming did they decide to actually set this in Japan still? <laughs> and two, whose job was it to like comb through the original movie and decide which characters they wanted to replace with white people? That's my main question. <laughs> That's the question. Because basically, I mean, there's mo- two. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike Juon, this movie does at least try to follow Sarah Michelle Gellar. Eh, yeah. Briefly. She has the same arc as, uh, I can't remember her name at all. But they but... clearly make her a protagonist. The woman from Juwan is clearly, like, it's just, she's just there and then gone. Rika? Well, the main, the yeah. main character being Rika in the first one. I don't know. I, I feel like they do a decent job of making, like, giving them the same role. This movie does a bit better job of not trying to be kind of an anthology like an anthology is not the right way to describe the first one but the way it jumps between very definitive groups of people this does a better job than that because they completely scrapped like the the call the high school girls that whole sequence is out which it i makes like it actually little... that was one of my favorite parts of the original so i did too Oops. but it makes it a little bit easier to follow because we talked about ad nauseum in the first episode that that was like almost impossible from a sequential perspective uh this was a slightly more focused on michelle geller's character which i did think was a boon we're kind of getting to what it does right and i'm I'm trying to shift this there oh good call i forgot about our format that is what we do you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so jake what does the movie do right well i think they did a better job than the the original of (laughs) having it follow a logical sequence of events jack 
Do you agree? <laughs> that's, that's the closest we've ever had a spit take. <laughs> uh, another thing I think the movie does really well is, I mean, Move obviously on. the scares are in large part the same scares from Juon, but okay. these are particularly effective. The, the effects are upped, um, they, they have a bigger budget, and they put a little bit more into the whole scene, not just the individual scare, like building everything and the tension, yeah. and the uh, the... Uh, score is um, significantly better in this one. So I wanted to talk about that a bit. I This is one of, I am on the record. I think, you know, we all are to a certain degree. If you can do it correctly, less is more in horror movies frequently. Like you, if, totally. if, if you can lean on what is implied, you can get pretty far. This is one of those examples, though, where the movie does the right thing with the budget that it had for effects. And I think it actually for the most part, ramps up those scares to reach an even greater degree. Um, yeah. You could, na- I mean, it's a lot of them are almost shot for shot remakes of the original movie. There are a couple notable differences, which we'll talk about, but I, I do agree with you, Jack. I think that a lot of the scares uh, benefit from that increased budget for sure. Good yeah, transition totally. into what I wanted to say, which is that I love where they took y- the biggest difference between this movie and the old one is Yoko's character. Yep. She's the original nurse that goes into the house, and uh, she's basically like the first scare, essentially. And this one, she gets pulled into the attic. In the original movie, she's just like up in the attic dead. In this movie, she straight up gets her jaw ripped off and is walking around like a zombie. Yep. Yeah, it's horrifying. It's terrifying. It's gnarly. It's such a good scene. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. And they like find her jaw in the attic, and they're like, I wonder who this belongs to. And then they don't talk about it for like, Half an hour. So there are jaw... (laughs) it deserves more attention. (laughs) Yeah, there are jaw things or mouth things, I think, frequently in J-Horror, and I'm not super indoctrinated into that corner of the the world of horror, but is this somewhat of an homage to that stuff, like the slip-mouthed woman or whatever that thing is called? It's possible. I think this is just they wanted, like, a Chekhov's mandible. Chekhov's mandible. You know, well yeah, then, great job because holy mackerel, that was that was. I had forgotten about that sequence or that not even a sequence, but that implement the mandible entirely. <laughs> and it was. I'm glad it was there. It was great. And then it shows back up. Oh yeah, <laughs> and her tongue's just flopping around. Oh, That's flopping really all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> it's getting flippy floppy. <laughs> Jesus Christ, we're over to the Lonely <laughs> Island now. Good. I'll say one other thing real quick, which is that one of my biggest qualms with the first movie was that it didn't talk at all about the real estate agents that were trying to sell this house. Like, this house has just been on the market forever, and every time someone moves in, they die a horrific death. This one at least includes one real estate agent who gets fucked with briefly in a a bathtub. So I appreciate that. I appreciate that level of, like storytelling continuity that literally every person who comes into this house including those who are doing it for their jobs are affected by this curse (laughs) oh yeah nice anything else boys what else does this do right look not a whole lot i mean this this movie is still scary i think the scares hold up very well and the scares are still great that's the biggest draw for this movie as far as i'm concerned yeah and i think that that's what we could spend more time on i the the one thing that I want to mention in regard to that is, like I said a moment ago, a lot of the shots, the scare sequences are pretty much shot for shot remakes. The one that I don't, I don't remember it from the first movie, but uh, in the office building, the shot down the stairs where you can see Kayako kind of starting to come upward. Yep. That's a replacement sure. for the bathroom stall, is it not? 
Yes. I think yeah. so. Yeah. More I, less, yeah. Okay, I loved the bathroom. That was one of my favorite. I mean, I think we mentioned it in the first movie, or when we reviewed the first movie, that that was like my, one of my did. favorite scares, and that it worked, even though the kind of jank that existed with that billowy black the smoke CG, thing. The, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I still liked it. This was really good, and I wasn't ex- I think that's part of it, is I wasn't expecting it, because I was kind of like getting into the rhythm of all of the sh- scares being basically the same that it caught me a little bit off guard so part of it is attributable to that but i i loved the way that they did that whole sequence in this one yeah that's a great it's a great scene what do you guys do in that situation you're in a stairwell you look down there's a demon you look up and there's like increasing darkness that's actively moving towards you i go try to attack the demon yeah yeah just charge him if i I can fight that better than i can fight smoke Hmm. it's true I don't know they if get... that's even true, actually. You can basically just run through smoke. It doesn't really have a corporeal form. Uh, demon will <laughs> teleport you to the nether realm. Oh, see? You'll be I, forced I, I, to fight Scorpion. But what if it's sentient smoke? It's very specific information. Well, that's that's a call you got to make in the stairwell. You don't know if the smoke is sentient, Jake. Well, plus, there's always a chance the demon will turn me into a Cenobite, and I'll get to experience endless pleasure across the multiverse. Pleasure it's also pain. endless pain, though. It's both. You yeah, can't have one without the other. We've clearly established that, it. though. Yeah, we've clearly established that. <laughs> I like the scene; it was a good scene. It no, it's a great scene. I'm glad you brought it up. That does I don't take know us does right. That does take <laughs> us, I think, to uh, what the movie does middle. I think I'm still the middle. only person who actually does this category, so I'm just gonna jump no, right I like in. This What's throw new? it to myself. Fledgling category, Mark. <laughs> I'm trying to make it work. It's been like three weeks now. You guys refuse to participate. Well, it's also been like three weeks since we recorded, so I'm trying to get into it. That's fair. <laughs> Uh, this movie is equally non-chronological to the original with the exception of the, uh, high school girls, as you mentioned. Yeah. Which I think helps. You think it helps a lot or do you think it's still anthological? Uh, it is still that. I mean, it's still, and still a little bit confusing, but it's way better. Uh, it's better. I don't know about way better, but it's better. Okay. So it's an improvement. Is it still something that detracts from it on, on balance? Is it a negative? Yes. Yes, I think so. Huh, okay. It's still it still suffers. It's better, but it's still if yeah, net negative. I, I actually really like the structure of these movies. I, I, the non chronological storytelling thing, I I think works for well, it. If you were to watch this in linear order, I don't think you can make it work. Non chronological storytelling can work. I just don't think they're particularly adept at the non chronological part. Like it just doesn't work that well. Well, the other big it. difference I'm not against. Yeah. The, ahead, the other big difference here is that you have in. Uh, in Juon, you have the sequence at the at the very beginning. It's like the first scene of the film that kind of establishes, okay, dude went off the handle, killed his wife, cat, all that. Here, it's done in flashback at the end. Right. I don't know how I feel about that. I like it better. The part that I don't know what I feel about it is, is the inclusion <laughs> well of said. Bill... Oh, thank you. The inclusion of Bill Pullman's character. Bullshit. Positive. No, I mean, I, look, I, I love don't. Bill Pullman. Wish he had made a better speech, but like... In the original, they're just like, she was cheating on him. Or I, I don't even know if they said that. They were like, she was just, she had eyes for other men. And he got mad. This is like, there's a, they add a whole layer to, they, they add this to, to her falling in love with her college professor. Basically. Uh, who is Bill Pullman. Uh, and I, I don't really know why you need that. So you can have Bill Pullman. I agree. I agree this is a middle because it's Bill Pullman. To Jack's yep. point, but Certainly it doesn't positive. necessarily help. If they'd had no. him do the fucking also, speech, then it would have made sense. But he did. Yeah, that, no would, that is it does right. 
Yeah. What was coming out at around this time? Was Bill Pullman like a huge name in 2004? I don't remember him having Jack, a moment. He's in always been a huge name. He was born with a huge name because everyone knew he was going to do the speech. Okay, legends <laughs> never been... die. It's cyclical. Goes around, actually, up and down. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, Jack. I feel like this might have been right around the same time that he starred in the made-for-TV movie about the Book of Revelations. Oh, clearly. So he's riding that wave. When I said we <laughs> got to get that Pullman film. Yep. It is post Independence Day. That was like well, 1998. So lots of things. Yeah, it's legends. Ne- dude, I don't know how many times I have to beat this dead horse. It's it's fine. <laughs> All right, let's talk about what this movie does wrong. I'm gonna go first. It's boring. Boring, right? It's boring. Wow, wow, it's boring. Holy shit! I remember being on the edge of my goddamn seat, almost the pissing whole myself. Time. It's, that's what I remember too, but look, holy shit, I was just, I think that's one thing where they made the slight alter, alterations to the um, non-linear storytelling and made it follow Sarah Michelle Gellar a little bit more and a little bit more focusedly. They really pinpointed how fucking boring the story is. I kind of like the way this movie is constructed. I'll, I'll come to its defense a little bit here. Part of what makes J-horror really good is that they generally have this sense of slow realization of what's happening to you. They're equal parts horror and, uh, like, whodunit crime solver movie. You okay. guys had the exact same complaint about The Ring, and the reason is Fuck because yeah. you have to establish... They like to establish, like, the way the ghost interacts with the world and, like, who's fucked, who's not fucked, exactly how fucked you are. And then they like to show the characters realizing exactly how fucked they are <laughs> a solid five minutes before anything happens to them. So, it, like, it, it's allowed to set in. <laughs> but look, I didn't have the same issue with the Japanese version. There is an there's like an impending doom to that that you don't feel here. So I don't know if it's when you make it American, if you inject that. I don't know. Understand, Jake. I think it comes back to you. You're more you're more focused on Sarah Michelle Gellar. You're more focused on following it as a narrative, not just going from vignette of horror to vignette of horror. And that you're fuck. I don't know. I. It's a tough one for me. It really is because I think that I agree with what Mark's saying, but I just didn't get that weight in this version of the movie that I did having. I'm glad we watched Juon and then this in quick succession because I remember this movie very fondly. I do, but it did not have the same punch to it. I There was a lot of the movie that I sat here feeling like, okay, we know what's going to happen next. When's it going to come? And that that's probably part of the problem because you can't go in blind twice to something. You really can't. Yeah. And I think another thing, we kind of talk about this a lot, like when you start watching horror movies like we do all the fucking time, there's probably a bit of a desensitization <laughs> that happens. Yeah. Maybe there's yeah. a bit of that here to be, you know, added as well. But yeah, I just, Definitely. this was a little more boring than I remember it being. Well, and something else yeah. worth noting, this movie is, they're almost exactly the same length, The Grudge and Juwan. Because they're both shot for shot. almost exactly 90 minutes long. And The Grudge had a was whole... only 90 minutes long? <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, this had that whole additional segment of, of the, uh, the teenage high school girls, right? So you're cutting out an entire segment that was uh, like, you know, say what you will about how it fits into the overall chronology of the movie. It It was was an action intense segment. segment. It was, and it took time. So things were happening. Filled that time with nothing. (laughs) Yeah. So you're cutting, exactly. So you're cutting like a relatively intense segment and replacing it with Bill Pullman killing himself. and And not saying the speech. And I guess Yoko 
having i mean yoko's jaw thing is good but that seems like 45 seconds long so he got to replace it with more just fluff essentially and also in that 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 scene with the jaw is also something the movie does wrong because ted raimi is it ted raimi is that who it is i think it's ted raimi his character the way he handles that whole fucking sequence is impossible (laughs) <laughs> he's like following her around not nearly scared enough of this person that's like herk jerking around covered in blood in this gown it's like you know something's wrong like you're gonna go totally. into fight or flight mode well before you see her without a mandible okay <laughs> the way he handles it is impossible yeah yeah Hello? i agree with that hey yeah, there's like blood on the floor hey uh you cool what's what's going yeah. on over there that was that was <laughs> ted Raimi, dude fucking yeah. ted Raimi. you nailed it okay. that's why we didn't correct you well that's not why. <laughs> so in this movie, Sarah Michelle Gellar is a foreign exchange student? No, her uh, boyfriend is at college there, and she and is so with what's him. she doing? Why I does think she, she get is, the opportunity I think to she, go be a nurse? Because or she went... He is, well, I don't know if he went to study there because she had an opportunity to work, or if she went and worked because he had an opportunity to go to school, but it doesn't really matter. Okay. Oof. Either way, they're there. They're there, Jack. Yeah. Hey, at least they gave the uh, the the grandmother in this movie a legit like a mattress line? to sleep on and a line and a line. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, a couple lines. even if it was still just a mattress in the middle of the fucking floor, and which is all the no... more jarring. Like in the in Juon, I kind of chalk it up to cultural differences because you know it's I don't know how things go and maybe in in like the sliding doors make it feel like maybe that's just what happens. But in this movie, when you have white people there and it it looks like a house with which i'm familiar because it was shot in america probably um it's all the more jarring that they just like throw a mattress in the middle of this fucking room and like here grandma sleep on this this is where you live you deranged old fuck i actually think that's kind of funny because it's almost a direct response to your guys's complaint about the original one that was like like you're saying it was cultural enough that we just assumed it was okay but then this is this is two white people showing up in japan and they're like well we don't want to just make her sleep on the floor so they take so they take a mattress and they just throw it on the floor and they're like "Eh, whatever happy medium maybe i don't know it was odd it really was it was there wasn't shit stained on the wall smeared stained shit smear stained no wall no wall shit smear but that was only stained like before the authorities came right I, I don't, don't know. know, Jack. I all I know I mean, is there was a little bit less uh, viscera, grime. Yeah. So, so the way it's supposed to go, if we're going off the original one, was Yoko's supposed to show up, get Kayako'd, and then go radio silent for like three days. Yep. And then Sarah Michelle Gellar is supposed to show up looking for Yoko. And since the house has been, since everyone's already dead in the house, there's no one there to take care of the grandma. And she walks in, and that's when the the fuck shit stack happens. Rika slash Karen. Yeah. The fuck shit stack for sure. (laughs) I still, speaking of that scene, actually, if you're as scared as Yoko and you're walking through this house and you hear like footsteps and crazy shit happening and there's a door that's taped shut from the outside. I don't know who taped that. That's a problem. But do you really stick your head into the attic? Uh, probably. Really? I don't think you do. I mean, you you gotta see what's going on. I, I'm staying outside of that thing. I'm like, uh, yeah, 
if I'm that scared, I'm looking at that trap door thing, and I'm just like, eh, well, <clears throat> this door should stay stay taped shut for a reason. Really? When you get that scared, you don't need to know? Like, sometimes I'll be really scared late at night, and our garage is detached, and so I'll be, like, looking out over my darkened backyard into my garage, and I'll think I'll see something move in the garage, and I'm like, fuck. And I'm scared, and I, I got, but I gotta go see what that is. No, see, if I'm in that situation, I'm like, you, you honey, the and then... And then, I, and then I make my wife go check. <laughs> and first bring you a beer and then go check what's in the garage. Yeah, but don't open, open it because I'm not ready yet. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. And in my situation, I just assume it's a spider and I run away screaming. <laughs> Dude, you must have All like right. eagle eyes if you can see a spider moving around in your detached garage from 50 He fucking away. does, man. Mark, paranoia Jesus knows no bounds. <laughs> <laughs> fair it's like an actual burglar you're like oh thank god Whew. Not yeah, a seriously yeah dude you can <laughs> you can logic with a with a burglar you can't logic with a spider <laughs> you can't well logic. said well can't logic said. with a spider that right, have feels we... like a good time to go to ratings no it doesn't because we haven't even arrived at america's oh, favorite train god. station yet jack what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> nitpicks all right, Mark, bring us home to Nitpick Station. What do you got? It's weird that they recreated the house exactly, except for, like, the slats at the top of the stairs, which were kind of an important part of the original movie. Totally. They did everything. <laughs> it's almost an exactly the same blueprint, except for that. And yeah. I want to know why they changed it. <laughs> Drove me insane. Okay. Not well, really a nitpick. I, it kind of is. I mean... That's the, it, that's the definition of it. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a it's weird not, stylistic choice yeah. that doesn't ultimately impact the outcome of the movie, but it's just something that, like, gets in your girdle. Well, it's kind of the same thing with, like, I liked this. in your girdle. I liked the stair shot, but I don't understand, given their attention to recreating a lot of the other scares, why they chose to basically replace one from the first movie. Do you think yeah. they got some, like, feedback from viewers that were like, look, there's so much jank in this fucking smoke ghost monster shadow thing. Change it. What happened? Was there a focus <laughs> I mean, group? And they're like, know. eh. They clearly like made a decision, though. They did. They, I, hey, yeah. kudos for making a decision. I do think this is better, but I'd be interested, given, like I said, the attention to detail and, and recreating all of that for the American audience, ostensibly. Why? Why totally. change that one? <laughs> yeah ultimately that's that that's what a lot of these nitpicks boil down to is just i want like the director's commentary to explain totally to me yeah yeah the other thing i wanted to point out was that at the very very end of the movie the line we were able to save the house is such a clunker it's such a weird line <laughs> to throw in at the end like that this girl is, is near death in a in a hospital bed and the people are talking and they're just like yeah we were able to save the girl oh also just in case you're curious the house didn't burn down i, I thought you wanted yeah. to know that i'm telling you right now <laughs> oh well we totally blew by a thing that this did wrong in my opinion uh rewind sarah michelle geller's character not dying yeah, that is that is such like an american it. audience decision and look i get it <laughs> i get it i get it for multiple reasons like cultural but then more than that money speaks in every culture and they knew that they had a franchise on their hands like she ends up dying in the second movie spoiler alert guys but <laughs> i do not recall what happened in the second movie in the uh she slides. dies oh okay cool thanks for clarifying yeah 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 you're welcome but just just kill her just fucking kill her just make it the same. Yeah. You, you, this is the same exact thing as the stairwell like it didn't really bother me because i'm so used to seeing movies end like this like it was kind of refreshing to see 
a Japanese movie where that happened. And frankly, a lot of the weight of the gravity of that situation is that that's what should happen. That carries it. But here, it has that kind of jump scare at the end. I had assumed she died, but then I was like, oh, wait, yeah, she dies in the second movie. I don't know. That was something it did wrong. I had to go back there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to. Uh, you could have just well catch known... that as a nitpick. We would have allowed it. This no, it's well wrong. Known it's, it's wrong. It's wrong. Okay. It wronged me. I Fine. would duel it. This one's a well-known nitpick with the movie, and it's come up before in articles kind of about the whitewashing of this movie, which is also interesting because the Japanese director is still the same. Yeah, is God, that but... a thing? What's that? I mean, is, people have brought the, it up before. Yeah, people... Okay, whatever. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's uh, That's that a slippery slope madness. that I am not willing to discuss. <laughs> uh, Sarah Michelle Geller's character, when she's lighting the incense, and she says it's a Buddhist thing, so it could carry the spirits to other places. That's, like, expressly not Buddhism, is that spirits and smoke exist. And t- I mean, it is a Shinto thing, so it it's... People have argued about whether or not that's like a conscious choice for her character to not understand Buddhism versus Shinto in the foreign land she's in. Or I actually kind of like that. I like the director that just got it wrong. Who knows? But uh, <laughs> I, I like to think that it's I just doubt a, that a was a directorial decision. It's sure, sure. But whoever filmed it got it wrong. The AD I like to just picture picture the director as that scene is happening. Like she's ad libbing this line, and he's just like face palming it. Like whatever, we'll keep it. I don't give a shit. Get me off the set. <laughs> Getting paid, man. Getting paid. Totally. True that. Totally. We got any other nitpicks? No. no, I think it's time to go to ratings. You take some fuck, then some shit, then some fuck, then some shit. You got a fuck shit stack. A fuck shit stack. Take some fuck, then some shit. We over at ADC Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how Arthur Cheney would rate how many rules there are in basketball uh, prohibiting a dog from playing. You check in your rule book. But you won't find anything in there that says a dog can't play. He's right. Ain't no rules that the dog can't play basketball. And for 10, think of how Niles would rate how much he'll miss the coffees. Coffee tomorrow? 10.30. <laughs> I'll miss the coffees. Stories, the first category to rate these movies. Mark, your fucking pick. Your fucking rating. Well said. I gave it a 7. <laughs> what? That? It, well. I mean, okay, look, so... Well. I am less turned off by the. Oh, that's right. You gave the Jew on a stupidly high score. <laughs> he gave it the same score. <laughs> I actually, yeah. I defend. I that. actually feel like these two movies should be about the same. I don't. Yeah. I don't feel like they really changed the story. And I guess you could knock it for being a remake or a reimagining or a reboot, whatever you want to call it. But ultimately, it's it's basically the same story. So I don't really get why it would okay. be a different. Score. I for- yeah, I'd, I'd forgotten that you gave Jew on such a stupid yeah. high score. Yeah, I think the logic uh, is sound, though. Like, yes, I totally agree. And in fact, the same movie. I gave this the same score I gave Juan as well for story. I gave that movie a three. I'm giving this movie a three. Mark, like you said, it loses a little bit of points for being essentially the same, but it also gains a little points for doing it a better job of it narratively. So, okay, three. Um, I actually gave this three. a little bit of a bump in the story category. I I think that it was slightly more sensical with the removal, though I did like that segment of the Izumi section of the movie just a little bit less kind of jamming you up so i gave it a four and a half low okay. relatively I like that uh immersion uh or world building sometimes is our second category mark Holy what's fuck. your world building and immersion score jake i'm off my game what do you want more i give this another seven uh i another i gave seven. juan a seven and a half 
it's getting a little bit more of the originality points. This one's obviously a remake, and the immersion is disrupted a little bit by the fact that, like, this is... I have a really hard time placing this movie in a geographical location. for Until they directly say that it's happening in Japan, it seems like it should be happening in, like, Seattle or something. Because of the blue. <laughs> yeah. The blue-green. Totally. And, yeah, I mean, there's a bit of a cultural bias there that's just like, you know, that's where the ring happened. So that's where I'm just assuming this happens, too, but... <laughs> Good work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's still uh, I still find it to be a pretty immersive movie. I'm giving it a four. Look, I was immersed in the scary parts, but then just, like, begging for something to fucking happen in all the other parts. <laughs> so, four. Yeah, I'm kind of really Jake. surprised by that. I didn't. I didn't find this movie to drag as much as you guys did. Yeah, I I did find it to drag. I think ultimately I'm going to give this the same score that I gave Juon for immersion, but I'm like, it did something better. Well, some things better, some things worse. Basically, I'm going to give it a four and a half. I it, the removal of the Azumi sequence did help. I mentioned that in story, so I'm trying not to add too much more here. But it also helped with the pacing. I thought, however. It dragged more than the first, I thought. So, sure, not super high, but not, like, in the gutter either. Yeah, I like that. Scare Factor, Mark. I gave it an 8. Uh, this movie scared the tar out of me when I was a kid. I still find it to be a very effective, scary movie. I think if you were to show this to someone uninitiated to what it is, they, like, you might literally have someone shit themselves. Okay. <laughs> Um, I gave it an 8 as well. I totally okay. agree. It's a really fucking scary movie. It scared the fucking shit out of me when I was younger in high school, and the scares hold up. I mean, for whatever else the movie is, the scares hold the fuck up. Even the ones like that you know are coming, going up the elevator or seeing the face in the bus, like they work. They're scary. To pile yeah, on, I'll, to just just to throw something else on there that I wanted to th- like point in, the reason it's not any higher is because in the middle of some of the scares, there's some very iffy visual effects. I think we're going to talk about this in one second, but, like, <laughs> if that is happening in the middle of your, like, scariest scene, like, there's some pretty ridiculous corn syrup blood in this movie and the Yoko <laughs> scene. Yep. I, it, it's a li- it's enough to not go any higher. That's basically why I didn't give it anything yeah. better than an 8. We will get there. I'm going to circle the wagons and give it an 8 as well. I Look, this is this is a scary movie it scared us when we first saw it i mentioned that it lost a little bit of the punch this time but i think that it should be rewarded slash awarded a score for what it was able to gain from the budget that it had at hand because a lot of these scares if you put them like side by side i think are objectively better executed so gave the director more resources and he did the most that he could with them scary movie very scary movie. Yeah, which is going to lead us into our effects score. Mark, what are you going to give this for? Effects or judicious lack thereof? Four and half. Four, um, four and half? Four and half. My girlfriend's age? 55. Uh, these <laughs> movies are not known for being particularly visually stunning. I already mentioned there's some, there's some very blatant corn syrup blood happening. The ghosts Whoa. are just people who have been dipped by their heels into a powder cake. Uh, yep. Hallmark, though. There's some CG smoke. The, the The original scare, like the very first, or maybe it's the second one, the Sarah Michelle Gellar scare, still looks really wonky. 
I guess that's technically the second one because Yoko's the first one. But... The grandmother one? Yeah, exactly. There's still like some weird CG like floating hair smoke thing that's just yeah, it's it way better. It doesn't it's hold way up well. better. That's <laughs> so much better in concept than it is in execution, though. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And this is an execution type category. It doesn't it is. look good. Yeah. This is yeah. much worse than average. It's not in the bottom. It's not like the bottom of the barrel. But no, no. It's, yeah. it's not good. Okay. Yeah, I totally buy that. Um, I'm going to give it a six. Mark, what did you actually end up giving it? Four and a half. Four and a half. I'm, I'm going to give it a six. I think they did a good job with effects here. They notably recognized when the effects... I don't think they tried to do too much with the exception of that scene, Mark, that you just mentioned. There are... I mean, the problems, and, and there is the corn syrup blood, and the CGI smoke is not good. But they, they did recognize, I think, what they could do, and used it very effectively in most of the scenes with Toshio and the, the scares. I think it's, for the most part, good, not great. It's a six. Jake? Yeah, I gave Juon a seven. I'm going to give this a six and a half. I think what Juon did better than this was it knew when to choose its battles. And I think part of that was probably because they didn't have the budget, but there were segments of that movie where... It was left more to the imagination. I did mention that with this one, it benefited. Like the the effects were by and large pretty good, and I think that, that helped with the scare factor score. So I'm going to try not to like add it on here too much. But I agree with everything you guys said with some of those that just don't quite hold up. And then the other thing that I'll say with the blood in particular is that this is the only grudge movie where Kayako is bloody. Like when she's crawling down the stairs, she's covered in blood and all that. Doesn't happen in any other. She's just like a white ghost thing. Right. I take, it's take really it leave think, it. I think they upgraded Kayako's image for this one. I, I liked the way they took it for this. Totally, I do. And then I, I think that that's primarily with her movement, though. Like, that's not your bullshit, like, aftermarket, we're going to do some computer magic. Like, they had a contortionist play that sequence of the film. And it Smart. looked really good. So, nice. yeah. All right, that's going to lead us into overall. Mark, what are you going to pick overall for this movie? I gave it a six and a half, which coincidentally I believe is exactly what I gave Juon. They're they're I mean they're almost shot for shot remakes of each other. So if you're really just weighing it in a vacuum, I feel like you almost need to give them <clears throat> the same score. I I don't know which one's more effective. I I think this one's probably more effective. The other one's more original because it's not a remake of something else. Yeah. Um. One thing I did want to say here, because I couldn't really shoehorn this in anywhere else. One thing we talk about frequently, well, not frequently, but what we've talked about kind of on the sidelines before is that whether or not a movie sticks with you. Yep. Um, I definitely had a dream about this movie, like a nightmarish type <laughs> dream about this movie the night after we watched it. But the funny thing was, it wasn't like, I think this is probably the, the effects playing in. It wasn't an actual nightmare. It was... <laughs> it was like a dream it, in a horror setting. It, it was a dream in a horror setting where Kayako was coming after me and literally, like, this is what it was. She'd keep trying to sneak up on me and I'd see her coming and I'd be like, Kayako, no Kayako-ing. <laughs> <laughs> if you're just tuning in, this is A to Z Horror Describes It's Dreams cast. <laughs> That's your whole dream? What? That, that was that was my whole dream. It was, it was Dora's also was horror, but with Kayako instead of a map. I was, I was going to ask if swiper. Swiper. Oh yeah, the God. map is not the fox, Mark. Get your shit straight. I'm, so, I'm, yeah, I'm. That's after my time. Anyways, my there's a whole song about it, Mark. He's a map. He's a map. He's a map. map. He's I'm a map. map. He's I'm the, the map. map. I'm the map. Anyways, my point is that this 
does seemingly stick with you. It does kind of worm its way into your subconscious, but I'm not sure it ages well enough to continue to be scary at that point. Like it's, it's, it's endearing and it is scary in the moment, but like I, I feel like my subconscious accepted it incorporated it and then was just like, but it also still kind of looks like garbage. I feel like you've been talking for an hour and a half. (laughs) Well, then maybe you should take it over. (laughs) I'm going to give this movie a six. I gave Juwan a five. Uh, This is just more enjoyable to me. The narrative arc is easier to follow, even though it is boring. Like, I like watching this better. I think that Juwan and The Grudge are always movies that are more about the scares than anything else, and the scares are more effective this time around than they were in Juwan, so... It's got to get a point up in that regard. So I'm going to give it a six overall. Jake. Yeah. Look, I agree with Mark's approach to this where this is largely the same movie. And I think that it did some things better. It did some things worse, but it evens out to being pretty much the same level of enjoyment for me. I'm going to give it a six and a half. That's what I gave you on. It just seems like the right rating to me. Which means that I'm in the middle. No, it means we tied because I also gave it a six and a half. Fuck, I thought you gave it a seven. Nope. Mark and I get a tag team. <laughs> yeah. what it means. Which means we're going to lose because Jack's on fire. <laughs> no, this really is, this is where we guys. take him down. This is where we take him down, Mark. You want to start? Why should you watch this with your buddies and drink some beers? This is one of the great horror movies. This is an incredibly... It, this is an incredibly scary movie. It will linger. It will give you things to talk about. And also... You guys said that it has kind of a rough pacing where it's boring at times. When you're watching that with your buddies, that is that is necessary time for you to kind of like feel out the space and have conversations with each other about like what you do in this situation, you know? What happens when you're in a stairwell and you look up and there's like creeping sentient smoke darkness and you look down and there's like a literal actual demon coming after you. Like what do you do in that situation? Yeah. That's the type of thing <laughs> that makes a great movie for you to watch with your buddies. Yeah, I do, I do think that some of those slower elements actually play well to the group setting for a movie and this has enough scares that are interspersed with slightly slower spots parts mind you that it actually ends up helping if you're to watch with somebody and not to mention if you're to bring someone in and just kind of initiate them to horror if you want to be a dick frankly (laughs) you're gonna gonna ruin your relationship with someone plenty of mileage there plenty so (laughs) kudos for that Jack, why should right. you not watch this with buddies and not drink beers? <clears throat> I'll tell you. Because this is a please, movie. Please take the racism route. That'd be a really fun conversation <laughs> to have on this podcast. Uh, because this is a whitewashed movie. It's appropriating a different... Co- no. Uh, <laughs> because this is a movie that is entirely based on the scares. We've talked about it ad nauseum. That's what this movie is. It's the scares. They're good. Uh, they're less effective around other people. And... I think you guys are simply incorrect in terms of the downtime in this movie is not good time to like rib your buddies and give some zinger one-liner. This is just, there's too fucking much of it. You're going to get bored. Maybe if your buddy group is in exactly the right mindset at the time of watching, that's going to happen. But, but in all other situations, there's too fucking much. You're going to get bored and you're not going to pay attention when the scare is happening. So it's just not worth watching. Go watch Juwan or go watch something different. And uh, you guys are wrong. Okay, how are we settling this better? Are we voting or is the... There, oh, is the I gotta tell you, I've uh, I've crunched the numbers here. Uh, the results okay. are in. Uh, and I win. So, oh, uh, damn it! Yeah. What? Look, it's hard. God damn Look, it. It was a close one, Mark. 
It was a close one. We're gonna. I'm gonna. Call, I'm calling kangaroo court on this one, listeners. Well, yep, it's look, a kangaroo I mean, court. It's a kangaroo court. <laughs> kangaroo fuck, court or not, trial. I'm still the winner, let, and it's let, time uh, to get the fuck out of here. God damn it! Let us know though. Okay, this has been episode 78 now of the Z Horror Cast. To check out everything we have going on, head over to a2zhorror.com or come hang out with us on either of our social media channels. That's going to be Twitter, that's going to be Facebook, and you can find those links right down there in the description below. If you want to help the podcast out, give it a like, a rating, or a review on your podcasting app of choice. Or if you really want to help us out, just tell somebody you know who likes horror about the podcast. Believe it or not, that's actually a massive, massive assistance to us. As always, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. (laughs) I almost said the other one didn't though got it it's not that anymore it's new it's not same people new name and next week we are going to be checking out a relatively recent movie i think this was a jack pick i don't know anymore it's been hectic we're checking out lights out from last year until then get your buddies grab some beers and go watch some more movies have a great week everybody we gotta get more drunk this is terrible oh yeah eat a wing eat a wing Yeah, that helps. You've been listening to the Phantom Podcast Network on downrightcreepy.com. Follow us on iTunes and SoundCloud for more creepy shows.